You pressed play on this podcast with the click of curiosity. It is another dimension, a dimension of mind, a dimension where nothing is sacred and everything is explainable. You're streaming into a land of both inside and outside of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the midside. Welcome to the Midside, where we send every recording of this show and every comment in the Discord directly to the deep state every week. I'm your host, Justin M. Wisniewski, the hopeful bromantic, and I retroactively and proactively denounce anything anyone has ever said and ever will say on this show. My opening quip is, of course, about the whole biden afghanistan taliban controversy and sending a list of people directly to the taliban uh there was all stuff with things said on social media since and i'm sure i am sure my co-host has a lot to say about it so why don't we just get into it here real quickly joining me this trip from dale's lawn identifying as a woman to forgo his white male gay privilege william green hello hello yeah we've uh We've entered a new era where we where we provide the hit list to the uh, terrorist organizations directly. <laughs> I mean, why invest in Intel if you're the uh, if you're the enemy when we'll just give you the list of people? Well, we just tell people who to cancel nowadays, right? Yeah, we tell them who to cancel and who to kill, who to throw off roofs. I mean, this who- couldn't have been, and I don't want to belabor this, but this couldn't have been just naivete, right? I I don't know what to say other than it's right. just evil, right? Yeah. Whether whatever their intentions were, it's such stupider, a fuck up that yeah. it's an evil. As Adam Carolla always plays, stupider liar. I don't right. think it matters, right? Yeah, it just doesn't matter. Well, that's all. That was Daniel's point on the show constantly, right? It doesn't matter yeah. if they're stupid or liar. What matters is the outcome, and the outcome was obviously what you would expect it to be. But what about the reactions on social media to this stuff? I know there was a couple videos you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. A quick early plug for Discord. In the Discord, uh, I I found a really interesting contrast. We have this uh, Marine Lieutenant Colonel who gives a very, you know, nuanced and probably over the line for an officer political discussion that's posted to social media. Um, But very nuanced and expressing disappointment in leadership, saying someone in leadership should be held accountable. Uh, he, of He's course, talking is, about the for the hit list, right? For the hit list and just the general withdrawal of Afghanistan, right? Like, yeah. The hit list was just part of it, right? And, but to uh, be clear, to be clear, William, and you know, you said over the line, I want to hit that point yeah. just a little bit more. If you join the military, you need to go in with the understanding that you should not be saying and posting these things. That's part of the oath you take. That's part of the agreement you make when you go into the military. Unless you have a star on your shoulder, but yes, yes. Um. So, so, uh, he posts this. Uh, he's of course immediately relieved of command. Meanwhile, uh, some uh, enlisted person is is all over TikTok talking about how she can't wait for martial law to be declared so she can point gun guns in uh, Americans' faces. Uh, nothing will happen with this poor person. Uh, both is she referring to martial <laughs> law for the vaccine and COVID? I think or so. Just in general, I think so. Yeah. 
So she's saying she wants, is, is it implied that it's unvaccinated people she wants to point guns in the faces of, or just everyone in general? I think everyone in general. It, it's so creepy. You'll have to watch the video, Justin. Um, I mean, at least she doesn't discriminate. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> probably, I mean, that's one positive way to look at it. I mean, let's, let's think about it. In one case, we have someone who is um, probably crossed the line for his, uh, you know, his role as an officer. But still, you know, not not like doing what the other person is doing, which is violating her oath to the Constitution. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, it just a, a fascinating contrast with uh, with the focus on the on the military this week. And um, she's not going against any orders, though, or anything. Right. She's not like criticizing leadership, is she? Uh, no, no, no. Just uh, cackling with glee that uh, she'll be able to point guns in people's faces. So yeah, check out our Discord. You can see such uh, disturbing videos uh, as I find them on the internet, and other uh, other folks, uh, other folks, you guys post things as well. Isn't she kind of who the military wants in the military, though? Like, what? don't they want people who are like willing, willing to point to guns just... at, uh, at at American citizens? I don't think that's the the, the requirement in general. <laughs> I just meant point guns at people in general. I just they just assume they can control her is what I think. That's probably Maybe. why she hasn't been banned or whatever. Canceled or what was the other term? Relieved of duty. Of relieved of of duty. I like that. Can we change canceling <clears throat> to be relieved of duty? Can we change that? Relieved of command. We, but, uh... we don't cancel people. We relieve them of their <laughs> command of their own life. Yep. Yep. But, uh, I, I mean, I know y'all are dying to know the results of the kickball saga. Uh, we ended up in second place. Uh, we won th- two of our four games. We would have had to beat the same team twice at the end in order to win, and we were unable to do so. So, uh, but... Uh, what was the score of the finals? Oh, I think it, it was fairly close. I think it was like 7-3 or something. Um, that's close? In kickball, that's close. That, that could, that's a single inning can swing four runs, no problem. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was hard work. Uh, had a great uh, great time after we uh, hung out. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, the straight guy on the team, got uh, MVP. And then uh, we went to a different person's of house course. and all got in the pool and the dogs got in the pool. and It was fun. I'm just reinforcing stereotypes, reinforcing stereotypes. I know. How dare we? Well, he 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 probably just like me checked his privilege before uh, joining, you know, stepping on the field. So I think we're okay. Well, I I feel bad because I was under the impression that this was a gay kickball league the entire time. So, well, it is called Varsity Gay League, but that doesn't mean that you must, uh, you know, insert a penis into your mouth before entering the field or a vagina if you're. Well, I mean, nowadays, you, I don't even know all the different definitions. You could be like a Capricorn or Libra gender or something, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. It gets too confusing. Gets too confusing. And I think uh, they always allowed for that because they always have said this. And I just saw this on an episode of Ninja Warrior. Uh, this person who is a this this girl who's on Ninja Warrior created a queer ninjas club. And it's for queer ninjas and allies. So they've always done that. That was even when I was in high school, right? They had the yeah, LGBTQ+. The gay plus. Yeah, yeah the, that's what they called it back then, was the Gay back Straight then. Alliance. Because that was their way to get more people in it. And it's also a way to guilt the people who aren't in it, right? Oh, you're not an ally? 
but what you're telling me is if I'm an ally, I can win MVP in kickball when I couldn't have before. Yeah. They, they should have told me that. They should have told me that, and I would have joined the Gay Straight Alliance right then. <laughs> well, uh, Justin, you'll have your chance to join the kickball league in a couple months. So. Yeah, but I'm not going back to California. A couple weeks. Sorry. A couple weeks. Couple weeks, you guys don't even get an off season. This is worse than the NBA. I know, I know. The fall season will start here. I think the end of September. All right, all right. Well, all this hot kickball talk is awesome, but let's move on into some uh, more direct things. I don't know. Let's just transition into life on the midside. As always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so through Patreon or Locals. Patreon is per episode. Locals is per month. We accept any and all donations, including affirmations. Again, that's the midside.com slash Patreon or the midside.com slash locals. So the first thing we have, William, is a follow-up from last week. So we finally had our OnlyFans discussion last week because they were uh, banning porn on their site. But uh, something that comes as no shock to me is they have walked to that back, and now they're going to allow sexually explicit content on their site. William, were they just doing all that for publicity? I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international under pressure. I don't know, but I'm excited as Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> I can end my nofap now. Um, I I think that this was a real thing. There was probably some bank like J.P. Morgan Chase or somebody that uh, had threatened them, and this was probably a play to out that and and get the reaction. Does this really solve the problem, though? Because the other sort of rumor was they were struggling to get additional capital investment, like uh, funding rounds, because of the fact that they're mostly a porn site. Um, so I don't know if this is – and this might – while this might uh, help those uh, entitled content creators that were reeing at the top of their lungs that they uh, were going to have to change uh, platforms – um, and that more than 20% was highway robbery for the, the cut um, on some of those other platforms. Um, I don't think it's going to solve the problem. I, I, this could be the this could be looked back in retrospect as the end of OnlyFans. I don't know. What do you think, Chester? Uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting the way they leveraged publicly to change a private relationship with a bank. Uh, I don't know about all the other stuff you just said about about the funding and everything that I also find interesting, but I haven't seen anything publicly said about all of that. So it, it's it's incredibly intriguing to me that there's still so much that goes on privately, even though we have this perception, especially ironically with a site like OnlyFans, where people are monetizing what would normally be private interactions and private communications. It, it's ironic to me that and interesting to me that there's so much that still isn't said publicly. And so you can go to OnlyFans.com slash The Midside for Justin's uh, feet pics. So. Why did you pick feet pics? 
I don't know. That's uh, that's just the meme, man. Everyone starts with feet pics, and the next thing you know, they're posting their penis. So, oh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the gateway drug. That's the gateway drug. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, is feet pics. Yeah. What if you're a consumer of feet pics? Like, it doesn't seem like you'd start with that. Like, I get why you would start with that if you were distributing it, because you're like, oh, that's a non-sexual thing. But what about consuming that? It seems like you have to go a bunch of uh, steps to get to, I'm into feet pics. <laughs> I'm into feet pics or I'm providing feet pics? Because no, if about, you're a public figure on the, the internet, people will ask you for a picture of your feet. But that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I'm looking at it from the opposite perspective, right? Like I get what yeah. you're saying from the content creator, but I'm talking about from the con- content consumer. That doesn't seem like where you start. It I doesn't seem know. like you start being like, you know what? I'm going to ask these random picture for feet pictures, for feet pictures. people for feet I pictures. Or do they do it because it seems like it's not a big deal? Yeah. It's like, maybe. oh, it's just your feet. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't get the feet thing. Yeah, I don't get it. It's a little creepy. It's a little, it's a little strange. Like, yeah, I don't get it. This is very hyper specific. That You're you very anti well, feet. I can't believe you. You're pressing the LGBT people should not be allowed to walk. QF community. People should not be allowed to walk. Oh man, you should cover All those right, feet, right? <laughs> let's move forward. Let's move forward. I, I I will say while we're on the subject, actually, I am against uh, slides and socks. I, I I will take a firm stance against that. So okay. so yes. Right. I'm not necessarily about covering your feet, but use appropriate footwear. Anyway, let's move forward to more um, depressing news. We're back into the COVID swing of things. And the reason we're back into the COVID swing of things is it's now affecting me personally. It's now affecting me personally. So on Friday night, William, a judge or Friday afternoon, a judge in Tallahassee, a circuit court judge ruled that... DeSantis's Governor DeSantis's executive order banning or mass mandates in schools is against the Florida Constitution. And because of that, now schools can institute mask mandates again. This judge, uh, he used what we've talked about before. He talked about the the drunk driving metaphor, ah. the idea that, oh, wait, you, know, wait, wait, you wait, can. Wait. I have a question, though. How yes. can he have the power to mandate them? but not have the power to not mandate them. DeSantis? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand a lot of this. Uh, Daniel said that this ruling won't hold up. He said if DeSantis wants to appeal it, he'll win the appeal. And they've already said that um, usually when you appeal, there's a stay on the previous decision. The lawyers for the parents who filed this suit have already said they'll file to have that stay removed if it gets appealed so that there can be mass mandates in the meantime. So this is very similar, William, to um, the eviction moratorium, right? Where it was unconstitutional. Yeah. But they but the were legislating. Yeah. The damage is already done. And even though it went to the Supreme Court and that got overturned, it's the same, you know, the they people didn't have to pay their rent during that time and it's the same thing here this this ruling probably isn't going to hold up but because they went to and i know this you know from talking to people one of the two judges in florida who's still holding sessions via zoom 
because he's so afraid of the virus because they went to the judge that favored them. They got the ruling they wanted. Now, the 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 short term damage already being done is exactly what you're saying. This happened on Friday afternoon, right? My school district isn't even hesitating. They're holding a mask or they're holding an emergency meeting on Monday to discuss mask mandates. So what do you think they're going to do automatically in that meeting? Uh, make everyone wear a mask. Right. They're going to vote it back in. Oh, no, I, I so, just meant for that meeting. Oh, um, I've heard that they wear masks during the meeting, but then when they go behind closed doors, they take them off, as you would ah, expect. Performative. Yes, yes. The right. best, the best right. kind of protection is performative. Thank you, TSA. I don't. Speaking of TSA, <laughs> that made me think of the TSA. I, I, I don't know if I posted on Discord yet. But there's this great video of uh, someone going crazy in the Miami airport, speaking of uh, Florida, and it's at the TSA checkpoint, and nobody does, none of the TSA agents do anything. He's like, they're not trained to do it. Have you seen TSA agents? I know, they're like, he's like running around and yelling at people and knocking shit over, and they're just doing nothing. Like, oh, well, great. I'm glad we have the TSA there to protect us. The TSA is like, can someone call security? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, meanwhile, if you uh, smuggle a uh, razor, uh, a shaving razor through, you might, uh, you know, you might be permanently uh, put away in in Guantanamo Bay. I think they just hire people to work for the TSA who need free stuff because they confiscate stuff and then just keep it themselves. Right. Oh, this Zippo lighter. You can't bring that on the uh, on the flight. And then they call their their friends later. Yo, I got this dope Zippo lighter today. It's got this mid side logo on it. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Start listening to our podcast. Uh, No, but so returning to the whole mass mandate thing, this creates a problem for me personally. Wait, beyond the fact that uh, they want me to put a mask back on, presumably. Um, Do I go and speak at this meeting? So they have on the agenda times when people can go up and speak for three minutes. And again, I've talked to people and no one's going to respond to your comments or anything. And part of it is I don't know if the comments would make a difference because I presume their minds are already made up. But this is the conversation we keep having on this show. And I keep having internally. When do we do something and say something? Is it to the point now that it's worth? I mean, I've written something up. I've written something up. I've I've practiced it. So I know it's about three minutes. I had to cut some stuff out. It was like originally 330. It's now like 250, 255. Do I go and read that tomorrow, William? Is that worthwhile to do? Or is that only going to create more problems for me in the long run? Uh. I think that um, in 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 um, quintessential Justin fashion, you should go do it, and uh, hopefully it's recorded. And then this semester, regardless of the outcome, you should use it to teach rhetoric to uh, your students. Well, that's the that's the moral high ground I start with, where yeah. I'm like, look, I'm a speech and debate teacher. I can't teach them to you know learn, you know, discover and promote their values and support the values. I'm not doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should even have, I think the last sentence should be, and I will use this, uh, you know, this speech as, uh, a lesson in my class this semester. Yeah. I like it. I like that conceptually. And I do bring the classroom back at the end. I'm just not supposed to bring my personal beliefs into the classroom, but I like where you're going with it. It has I nothing to do with your personal of... beliefs. It's it's look at how how people in your community debate. 
even though it's me personally debating and saying, well, what you I could say, believe. well, you could say, I won't use, you, you could change it. If you want to change it, don't say, I'll bring this one in. I'll say, and this is some, this, this entire thing, if it's being recorded, say this entire thing would be an excellent lesson. You don't say you will teach it then. You say this entire debate will be an excellent lesson for me to use in my, in the upcoming semester. Yeah, I kind of do that at the end or I don't say that directly, but I say that what are we teaching by putting people back in masks? So, yeah, I like it. So uh, basically what you're arguing is based upon what I do and who I am, I'm sort of, I don't want to say morally obligated, but there's sort of an obligation for me to go and speak, isn't there? I don't know if I would say that. I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that if you think it will promote your values, then you should do it. Well, that's the question. That's the question I'm having like that. You know, that's. And, and I appreciate that all my friends, it means I've got a good group of friends, right? All my friends are saying that even the other teachers at school, right, that I've talked to about it have been like, well, don't do it if it's going to like hurt your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, you know, that means even the good teachers, there are good teachers around there, right? But that's the question for me because it's, again, the short term, long term thing. Yeah. Right. Standing up for my values is important, but is doing this actually going to do anything realistically that's not the word i'm looking for but i'm contrasting that with just making myself feel good exactly do you understand what i'm saying i don't want to go and just talk and it'd be like oh well we're just going to ignore him anyway oh and now we know this guy disagrees with us and is going to be fighting the rules yeah whereas yeah. become a marked man yeah right become a marked man and you know they can't do it legally like say i'm a marked man and that you know they can't do it directly but if i can't change anything what difference is it going to make? But then that's the short-term, long-term discussion. If there's nobody speaking out, aren't we just allowing this to happen? Well, there. so there's a different option, right? Um, and I'm not saying this is any better, but I, I'm sure, I, I know you've already written what you're going to write, but, and I don't know how much of it is about your belief versus the epistemological method, right? And just pointing out, like, hey, this is how you should approach and solve this kind of issue, right? If you focus on the how to think about it instead of the what to think about it. Um, I'm not sure how much of that is in your three minutes. But do, do you see how a, there's a different speech that can be made that reveals nothing about your views and just says, here is how you should decide, right? Here, here, are, here is the method you should use to decide an issue like this yeah I, I take a similar approach but i do have my views in there like it's not like this is what i believe and blah 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 the approach i essentially take is um no one is actually discussing the trade-offs here they're just saying we should and no one's saying and i say it much more eloquently than this but i you know no one's discussing the trade-offs here that we're just yeah. giving up civil liberties in order to have these protections in here. And I start out saying the, it's legitimate. It's legitimate to talk about protections and talk about how do we protect the general welfare and be concerned about pandemics and viruses. All of these things are legitimate. But on the other hand, we're not talking about the other legitimate concern, which is protecting civil liberties and individual rights. How do we balance these two things? And I say, you know, that's what we're not doing. We're not doing that at all. And we're no longer looking at the reality of the virus. So I think it's done in a way that, you know, if the society was rational, that 
it wouldn't have any blowback on me. But there's a concern about the irrational society. And honestly, there's the short term concern of like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to spend my time investing my time to do this. Drive there, sit through the meeting, speak, exert the energy and the effort. Is it even worth that short term commitment? Basically, you're going to a super spreader event. That's the other irony of it, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. So I'm undecided. I'm kind of leaning towards yes. But well, at the same time, I've, I look, I mean, here's the I'll, thing. I'll support you. I'll just hack into the audio system and make sure we got all the drops. I mean, you definitely need this one. The Delta Force. Variant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, uh, if, if required, if you say something, um, you know, if you make a mistake when you're saying something. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not a that genius. That could be the opening, for example. <laughs> Um, yeah, that can, that's a good, you just go stand up and it just goes, ladies and gentlemen, I am not, I'm a, not genius. a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say something else, but I forgot what it was. Ah, that's what I Because you just My humor me. is so poor that it just derails the entire conversation. You can that's really I'm such a good co-host. Exactly what I was going to say. I cannot remember for the life of me what I was going to say now. Oh, no, I think I was going to say that, you know, I'm leaning towards going. It's just, I, oh, I know what it is now. I look, I talk about this stuff on this podcast and I'm pretty much live and let live. Yeah. yeah. So like I have these discussions with my friends and everything, but I really am like it's people's choices. It's it's so on and so forth. Things are the way they are. Things aren't that bad. And it's just kind of I'm I'm kind of emotionally to the point of like it's difficult because are we really at this point where yeah. I'm becoming one of these people? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I understand. We've talked about it on the show before. There's a rational way to deal with this. The issue, you know, we all have our own, you and I even have uh, our own views on the mass and their effectiveness and things like that. But that's not what the question is. The question is, are people allowed to make their own choices or not? And that is the issue that we're fighting against right we're saying people should be able to make their own choices and their own choices for their own kids and correct if people are not allowed because the masks aren't effective yeah (laughs) yeah well that that you know that that is part of why we're uh in the in our conclusion but um regardless i think given the what we know like you said what we know about the disease and part of it is the mask effectiveness but the other part is just the you know things like the death rate and the um, all the other stuff uh, that comes with it and the stuff about the mass in general, those are all arguments, but that's, that's all the practical. I think the argument here is the moral one of right. saying that you, you're claiming a lifeboat situation and it's not. And that is the uh, control is the issue here. And gi- giving, uh, taking away parents rights is what's important here. And that's, you know, that's why, uh, right. And that's exactly that, that drop plays in my head when I think about not going, it's like, I have to say, and I mean, there's a line here, right? Uh, I'll, I'll read a line reinstituting a mass mandate for all persons, including adults, teaches our students that they can't make wise decisions on their own and that they should be afraid of the potential harm others could cause them. 
So that's exactly what you just said, William. And that's what we've always said. And to back that point up further, William, have we ever told anyone on this show or ever said people should not get the vaccine? No. No, because it's your choice. And there are plenty of choices or plenty of situations, plenty of contexts where I think it is completely rational and reasonable to get the vaccine. Yeah. All right, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's move forward here. Enough uh, dirty vaccine toss. Let's let's talk let's about, talk about hot some dogs. dirt. <laughs> I was gonna say let's talk about some dirty food talk. So this this thing that I, that I saw William is absolutely fucking insane to me. I think this is from the University of Michigan Public Health. So you may have something to say this about this. But there's a study that quantified down to the minute how much time is added to or taken from your life by eating certain foods. And to me, this is so asinine that I don't understand how anyone would have even done this study and anyone would have talked about this study. Because let's just look at the theory of this. The theory, okay, let's say these foods add time to my life. Well, what if I only ate the foods that added time to my life? Could I not then live forever? You would die. <laughs> you know, die because on how unhealthy they are. But I mean, obviously, somebody in response to what I said would say, "Oh, well, you know, there's a natural wear and tear right? on the body." According right? According to this nothing. graph, I'm looking at it. According to this graph, if you only ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you would constantly <laughs> be gaining 40 minutes to your life. That's what which I'm saying. We know is patently, patently absurd. It's just patently absurd. Talk about carbohydrates. That is a there. There's almost no protein in that. No, the peanut butter. I'm just kidding. Nobody get mad at me. <laughs> almost it, no, no protein. Right. I mean, this is we're not even. I wasn't even going to go there, but yeah, this does not even address the idea that studies are showing now that high protein, high fat diets are the way to go. I I just do the idea that this had to we, be funded. I think I think uh, Vinny Tortorich. Uh, had was mentioned uh, on the ACS show of saying we better check who funded this because just looking at the graph, he just looked at the graph and said, "Oh, this is a vegan study." I mean, probably, yeah, probably. I mean, you, you can look at it: grains and fruits. Now, there is something to be said about a completely fruit and what is it? Fruit and fish. There's a couple of ancestral diets that were heavy on like, um root vegetables and fruits and stuff. All right. So that, I'm not going to say we, we, people can't adapt to that or, or that can't be healthy. That can be healthy. But in a modern with, with modern food, that would be what that would end up being with modern fruits is way too high in sugar. And then you look at the foods that uh, let's see here. Um, I don't even know. I can't even barely egg breakfast sandwiches uh, subtract 10 minutes from your life. Uh, sugar sweetened beverages only subtract 10 minutes, which we, again, is patently absurd. Um, one of the, one of the fastest way to lose weight if you drink pop is to stop drinking pop. Yes. hundred percent. Just easiest thing in the world. You want to know how to not look older and how to, to not get fat? Don't drink soda or beer. I'm not saying hard liquor. I'm saying beer. You're just 
you're just pouring carbs down your throat when you're drinking both of those things. All right. Well, ne- enough diet advice. Um, yeah, but here, here's the thing, William. Uh, I'm going to go more fundamental than this. I get that human beings have a sort of range where things are normal for everyone. But even if you average it out, these statistics aren't helpful for anyone. The idea that, oh, well, if we average it out for every human being, you know, it's how many minutes you get? 35, 24 for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, whatever it was. That's not helpful to anyone on an individual level. You have to look at your own body to figure out what to eat, what to do. So this, even though, even if this study is true, okay, let's just assume for a second it's true that on average, because that has to be an average, right? Right. On average, human beings add or subtract these numbers based upon what they eat. That doesn't help anyone with their actual life. Maybe it's maybe the idea is, oh, we're just creating general guidelines because people don't want to think about it on that level. But you're again, you're not taking responsibility for your life. That's like saying, oh, I'm just going to ballpark my my monthly budget. You're not going to think about how much money you actually make and how much money you actually spend. Oh, yeah. well, you know, a, a meal at McDonald's is between 10 and $20. Imagine if, if McDonald's handed you a receipt and on the receipt it said, well, you lost about this money and you gained about this much time. And it was all averages. Oh, Your yeah. Your life would just be chaos. <laughs> if we lived yeah. based on this, our lives would be chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know and, that and, this chart can be used for anything other than mocking. Right. But I think you're right about the vegan thing or Vinnie Tortorich's. The first, the first line of this Fox News story I have up about it says, uh, researchers released a nutritional index this week aiming to inform guidelines. So that's what we were just saying, guidelines, which is fucking stupid, and help Americans achieve healthier and more environmentally stable diets. So maybe this isn't the vegans. Maybe it's the environmentalists. Although, what's the difference between a vegan and an environmentalist nowadays? They all are part of the dogma. So, yeah. yeah. That sounded like the setup for a joke, though, didn't it? Yeah. What's the difference between a vegan and an environmentalist? Somebody write the punchline for that joke. So somebody in Discord Discord. this week. Yeah, we'll have a a punchline contest. Punchline contest. What's the difference between a vegan and an environmentalist? Give us the punchline for that in Discord this week. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the last thing that that came up. Uh, I don't. Maybe I heard about it for the first time last week, but it sort of got bigger this week. Uh, the milk crate challenge. William, have you heard of this? Heard of this? I did this in high school. Did you? Yeah, we should do this for fun. There were a bunch of milk crates from the from the cafeteria. We'd steal them and put them in the gym. Well, we would do them around the wrestling mats, but... I mean, we weren't supposed to. <laughs> well, teenagers are supposed to do a lot of stuff, but they exactly. do it. But I mean, that's it. what teenagers do. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't have very good balance, good so I didn't get very far. And also, I wish we had crash mats instead of the wrestling mats, because the wrestling mats, I mean... They're 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 soft, but they're not uh, meant for you know falls from six feet or so. Correct. They're they're meant for shorter falls. They're not meant for you know, they're like optimi- you said, yeah. They're optimized pad. for four feet, not not six feet and right. greater. Right. Our wrestling room has a crash pad in it for practicing like Greco Roman throws and things like that, and you know freestyle throws. So it, it's not made for that. 
But this this challenge in itself, as far as challenges I've seen on social media, this is nowhere near the the worst. I mean, I first heard of this at school when a student said he won five hundred bucks doing it. Oh man! And the way you won five hundred bucks is apparently kids were all putting in a couple dollars every time they couldn't do it, and whoever could do it would win the prize, and. He won the prize because he was able he won the pot because he was able to go all the way up and all the way down. And that's the thing that's crazy to me about uh, just I just thought of another time we did this in the climbing gym when I lived in Baltimore at Earth Treks. They did it once. And of course, we were harnessed up so that there was no falling necessarily. But yeah, they would just you you would you would climb up them. We did that. Gosh, that must have been 2008. So this is this is not that all everything uh, um, old is new again. Yeah, we definitely. Well, I mean, that's the way it's always been, right? Yeah, because it was a balance exercise. Right. And that's one of the things I've said about social media is we're redefining everything because on social media, everything is about teenagers because they have the most time, but also because you go to the lowest common denominator on teenagers. And I'm not saying that to talk shit about teenagers, but they're still learning things. That's part of why it seems like we're redefining everything as a society because that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to do stuff like this, even though as an adult, you're like, why would you do that? You're going to fall and get hurt. But as a kid, you're like, I want to see if I can do this because you're testing your limits. You're testing your limits. And, you know, some people may find it dumber than others and they may say, I don't want to risk that. There are different personalities in everything. So you're exactly correct. The crazy thing to me, though, is the reaction to this. Right. So in this article, this NBC News article, this doctor who's an orthopedic surgeon in Atlanta, said, this is probably the challenge that I've seen that has the highest potential for bodily injury and that will take people out, not just for their daily, of their daily lives, but could have lifelong implications. William, why do we say this about everything now? This is like the COVID. This is the, <laughs> the effect of COVID. Everything you do, it's like, well, that could have oh, lifelong implications. Again, this is what I've always said. Everything you do could have lifelong implications. That's the risk you take. That's part of being alive. Why is this the thing we say now? Well, if they fall, well, yeah, no shit. If you fall and break your neck, it could have lifelong implications. But what are the statistical odds of that actually happening here? I don't know. This is this is absolutely crazy so that i i just had to look the my i think second nah, third highest viewed video well it's definitely in the top five is of 10 years ago on my youtube channel of my friend mike dixon climbing milk crates in the climbing. no it's gym. not i just found it i just found it i posted on this one <laughs> i am not making this shit up i'm not making this shit up so, i'm looking at it i'm clicking on i'm such right a hipster live. today i'm care. such a hipster today I can't even believe this. 72 views from June 7th, 2011. Yeah, I, I told you. I told you. He literally oh, is. Now, now he's harnessed now, in here. Yeah, he's yeah. He's harnessed I, in I, in this video. Yeah, that's because the, that, that, that's it's a climbing gym, so we have all the equipment for that, right? Right. So when you become an adult, you can afford equipment. You're not a dumb kid. Um, Mike <laughs> was probably like 17, 18 at the time. He was just one of the, you know, one of the kind of guys in the like climbing crew that it was oh uh, so you just with. you just shared a video of white privilege uh yeah it's what you privilege. did yeah because yeah, he yeah, can yeah. afford the equipment so Dude, that's he the was the poor we... I, I no offense to mike dixon if he's listening which i highly doubt um he was not white privilege <laughs> i'll just put it that way like he was working his way out of very deep poverty his family so uh talk about white privilege yeah 
Yeah, he was it, to be the fair, for white privilege. <laughs> to be fair to the people doing the milk crate challenge, this isn't in like a pyramid. He's actually trying to stack this on top of each other, so it's kind of it's kind of boring. It's kind of the, the video is kind of boring. Look, ultimately, here's the lesson for me: if you enjoy watching this kind of stuff where people try to get through um, obstacles and you like to see them fall. Well, then just go watch American Ninja Warrior because then it's safer and you don't have to worry hey, about them. You know, maybe you're on to something here, Justin. I mean, ever since Live Leaks back in, what was it, May of last year, Live Leaks went away. And that was that um, site that uh, used to host all the uh, violent and gruesome videos found across the Internet. Um, you know, car crashes and, you know, even some beheadings and things like that. So I guess now that that site is now defunct, um, then I, I guess we have the milk crate challenge where you can watch people break bones. I mean, hey, Jackass, the next movie is coming out. So uh, so maybe that'll uh, we'll see a resurgence of this. I, I, I was I was never into Jackass. I don't get the whole Jackass thing. So I never was either. I'm too. I, this is going to sound really weird uh, for people who only, only know me on the show. I'm too empathetic and I don't like to see people, other people in pain, especially people that I like have a connection to it, so if it i'm gonna make a connection me. to someone and then see them in pain it just really bothers me yeah yeah no if you if you get hurt like yeah i i have complete empathy for you right if i know you especially if you're doing something legitimate but like jackass in specific i think there's a big difference between jackass and the milk crate challenge because the milk crate challenge like these kids like i said are trying to test their limits and see what they can do right can i get all the way up and all the way down and it's something that is possible but with Jackass, like, they're doing things just that are intentionally dangerous and are going to necessarily end poorly. And I just can't, that, that doesn't interest me. It's like, oh, look at this guy get punched in the face. Like, there's a difference between a guy intentionally getting punched in the face and a boxing match. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I can watch the UFC, no problem. I mean, the, the right. bone breaking can sometimes be a problem. Oh, no, when Conor McGregor but, broke his ankle, yeah, I was yeah. like, that, oh, you yeah. saw, we oh. were there. You, yeah. We were yeah. there, right? Yeah. Yeah. You saw my reaction, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like, that's gruesome, <laughs> but I felt bad for him. I felt legitimately bad for Conor McGregor, and I still do. I and, and I hated jackass, the fucking guys. Felt, yeah, I was saying, he's a jackass. <laughs> I still felt bad for him. Right. I, I didn't like either of them, the way they were talking and shit, but I felt bad for him. But, you know. If he had been a jackass and like he's like, watch this train run into my foot and his ankle broke, I'd be like, fucking idiot. I don't need to watch this. So. All right, let's move forward. Now, while we're talking about entertaining and what we find entertaining or not, that's a perfect time to transition into the hopeful bromantic with JML. If you'd like to continue the conversation with us during the week, you can do so in our Discord channel. You've heard us talking about it a bunch this episode. If you join the Discord, you can see uh, the, the original Milk Crate Challenge from Williams Climbing Gym in 2011. You can also answer our question about the punchline about the, the setup of the vegan and the environmentalist. 
So go to the midside.com and midside.com slash podcast, click on any episode link, and in there you'll find the invite link for our Discord channel. So very briefly, I'd like to uh, review the movie Infinite this week. If you remember, we talked about this movie in Trailer Takedown a while ago. It stars Mark Wahlberg, and it's released exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. I believe I tackled it and said I would like to see it, but I tackled it because I was never going to join Paramount+. Plus. But I did join Paramount+, Plus because they gave all that money and said they're going to release 14 movies with Trey Parker and Matt Stone on their platform. So if you oh, give man. that much money and have exclusive content money. from... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just take my money, right? These Those are great creators. They deserve it. And I get their content exclusively. I will give you five bucks a month. You have earned that for me. Because it, it's interesting to me, William. I'm now living in a, in a time where it's like, I'm more willing to give you money if I see it going somewhere worthwhile. It, it's, not, it's not just a product, right? I'm not looking at Paramount. Like, if you look at Paramount Plus and the way it's designed and a lot of the content they have on there, it's not great. But I'm willing to say it doesn't matter the quality of Trey Parker and Matt Stone's uh, movies eventually or how long it takes. I'm willing to give you that money now because look what you're doing. That's a worthwhile thing. It's the same thing like Clemson used to always get the Chick-fil-A Bowl. That's what they would go to to play in. And they would get a scholarship fund given to them by Chick-fil-A. So I would eat Chick-fil-A sometimes and I'd be like, ah, my money's going to Clemson. Like, I tell myself that. Like, right now, I'm telling myself my $5 a month is going to Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Is that crazy that I do that in my head? I don't know. I, I think it makes sense. I mean, you want to support the content that you want to see. I think that's right. rational. Right. So, this movie, Infinite, is on there. It's exclusively on there. In it, Mark Wahlberg is a guy who this group of people captures him and like tries to wake him up and the way they're trying to wake him up is in this world there's a certain group of people who get reincarnated and when they get reincarnated they have to have some sort of traumatic event or some event happen to them to remind them of all their previous experiences they need mark Wahlberg because his character hid some sort of item that the bad guy's looking for because the bad guy is so jaded that he wants to end his immortality and he wants to end the immortality of all the infinites. The reason I want this to be a quick review is I don't really have a lot to say about this. You know, this is a, a, a big budget action movie, but it's a big budget action movie. And what I mean by this is in a premise that I just said, the best thing they can come up with is a lot of car crashes and explosions. You could do so much more. This is sort of like a Highlander S premise. And that's a reboot I'm really looking forward to Highlander with you know, the new Highlander with Henry Cavill. This movie though, like the bad guy has a gun that when he kills one of the infinites, the bullet captures the consciousness of the infinite. So they're not reincarnated. So they would have to be, you know, freed from whatever stasis the bad guy keeps them in. So that's sort of his way of ending the number of infinites out there. So which, I mean, I don't really even understand the premise to a certain extent then. Why does he need to end them all? Why can't he just use the gun and shoot himself? But I guess yeah. what it is is... This is like is, Highlander Jr.? It sort of is. 
And I guess when you do get trapped in that bullet, it's like sort of some like weird torture because it's some sort of like limbo type existence. It look, here's the problem, William. This is based I looked at it, this is based on a book series. And this is like the Hollywood surface level adaptation of it. So do I want to say you're gonna have a bad time watching this movie? No. Do I want to say you're gonna have a great time watching this movie? No, there's not a lot of catharsis in this movie. There is some spectacle. It's not the best spectacle they could have done. It is shot well. And they do set up a sequel. But I will say, even the character out of all the characters and actors they're bringing back in the sequel, it's like, that's the one you chose? So, it's more an exercise in, like, this is the... Thinking, like, oh, wow, this is how you chose to go about this? Still, this is... I would give this a solid... Bro, this is a middle-of-the-road movie. You know, movies get made. Movies get watched. They get forgotten. That's what Infinite is to me. Nothing remarkably bad about it. Nothing remarkably great about it. All right, we're going to finish up this episode by doing trailer takedown. As always, I put the trailers in the we, uh, the trailers for the week in Discord on Saturdays. That's so you can go in there and you can watch the trailers either before the episode, after the episode, or during the episode. You know, you 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 watch the trailer, we talk about it. This week, people came out very strongly against these trailers. I even removed one, and I removed one, right? I removed one called The One You're With, William. I don't know if you watched that one in Discord. I didn't. No. Oh, it was sort of like the benevolent version of that James McAvoy one, uh, what was it together or the lockdown movie remember which we were like yeah, oh this looks yeah. gross it's like the benevolent version of that this woman has a one night stand with this guy and the lockdown is instituted and they're not allowed to leave while she's still at his house so she has to learn to live with this guy and she falls in love with him so it's like a romantic comedy version of the james mcavoy movie did i think it was particularly well like executed like did it look like it had a high production value or anything no but it looked like at least the benevolent version of that other premise so that we're redeeming things about it and likewise with all of these trailers this week like people in the discord were like wow these are terrible trailers tackle all of them but i think that i don't think it's that simple with these trailers i don't william do you uh we shall see let's get into it trailer takedown First trailer. Lady of the Manor is a low-budget comedy written by star Justin Long. And I say star because he's not the main star of this movie, but I would call him a leading man in comedy. He's been in a lot of really great comedies. I believe it's co-written by his wife. It's someone with the same last name as him. I didn't look up to see if it is his wife. Maybe it's his sister. Maybe it's his mom. I don't know. Maybe it's his cousin. It's some female relative. Although, do we know it's a female relative in the year twenty? 21 i can't how make dare that you assumption gender. how dare you misgender i i don't want to assume anything but it's someone who is possibly related to him i guess the last name doesn't be his, you get the point i'm making it's odds are it's someone he has an intimate relationship with uh so in this movie there's this woman who i guess she's sort of like the the stereotypical like stoner loser character and she gets a job giving a tour in a colonial house so if you think of like, you know, for someone like me who grew up in Massachusetts, did the Freedom Trail, would, you know, at times we would go to Newport, Rhode Island and see all the mansions. Or if you've ever been to what's the place in Virginia, Jamestown, if you've ever been to a place like Jamestown, 
or Fort uh, McHenry in Baltimore. Fort McHenry in Baltimore, where they reenact these lifestyles. That's what she does. She gives tours of this manor, and she acts as the woman who lived there. But the problem is, she acts like you know, like a like a stoner loser. She just doesn't really commit to the part, and she's really sloppy, and she kind of has a disgusting lifestyle. Then the ghost of the woman who actually was the lady of the manor starts haunting her and making her live her life better. And look again, the same thing with the, the other trailer I was describing pre trailer takedown. I like the premise. I like the setup here. I like the idea that this is a comedy that's laughing at somebody who's inept and it's liking her. It's making her become more likable and more um, in control of her life and more able uh, do I think that, you know, the acting's great? No, I think they think this movie's going to be a perfect movie. No. Would I run out to see this? No. But it depends what else is in theaters and depends what else I'm doing. So I will give this a soft tackle or no, sorry, a soft hug, which I would consider to be a Netflix and hug. This is one of those I think if you're staying home and you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, this one could be fun and could be enjoyable. Netflix and hug. If I want to watch a, a stoner movie that I know will make me laugh, I'll just watch Half Bait. Tackle. Tackle. Second trailer. Snakehead. And I'm just going to return to the previous. William, I, that's your entire statement on the on the movie? I, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. I, that is my minimum requirement for a comedy. Make me laugh one time in the trailer, and then I'll give it a chance. I laughed, so what could I say? Nah, yeah, you like stoner humor. Don't lie. <laughs> I do. For someone who is not a stoner, I love stoner humor. I know. Like, Half-Baked is fucking hilarious. I, I agree. Hilarious. That Half-Baked is hilarious. I'm just not much into stoner humor, so... All right, let's get back to Snakehead. So Snakehead is a gangster movie, except it's uh, an Asian immigrant gangster movie. So this woman living in Chinatown, which is, I'm assuming, Chinatown, New York, gets sucked into being the snakehead of, it seems like it's an immigration scheme, but it's also a drug scheme. I mean, These kind of movies, both? like, it's, it's probably both. That's why I said also. Um, I didn't say, but actually, I said also. Uh, these kind of movies, we, we've had a bunch of them on the show, and some of them have looked very naturalistic. And this one, I, I don't think it looks naturalistic. I, I think it's shot in an interesting way. And it's shot in a way that it seems to be commenting on what's going on more than it is just saying this is life and this is how tough is life is tough life is for some people. So I think there could be redeeming things about this movie. The acting doesn't look too bad. I don't think this is a terrible overall movie. It's just I am not personally interested in movies about like drugs and violent mobsters and things like that right we saw this genre kind of be overdone with italian americans in the late 20th century this one specifically it doesn't look like there's anything unique and interesting but i would not if someone was like oh snakehead looks interesting to me i'm going to give it a chance i would not begrudge them i think the way that this shoots is shot looks like it could redeem the content if that makes sense but still for me personally tackle tackle yeah, that's a good that's a good soundbite. That's what you pay me for. Uh, so, uh, guns and violence. 
and uh, some interesting visuals. All pluses in the in the um, in the uh, trailer. A uh, little bit skeptical. Uh, you know, I I hate to uh, uh, do this, but we Hollywood is doing this to us. Is this made for us or is this made for the Chinese market? I don't know. Um, I don't see any hints of it. Um, so that that makes that that's for a positive thing. Um, is this uh, you know is this um, strong female? Uh, what is the uh, South Park character? Strong female, strong woman. Uh, sorry, strong woman. So is this a strong woman fantasy or is this an actual you know story to be told? It looks more like it's a story to be told. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is something that uh, I would give a Netflix and hug. Netflix and hug. Third trailer. Aileen Wernos, American Boogie Woman, is a adaptation of the life of who's considered the woman who's considered to be America's first female serial killer. She was in Florida in the seventies. This seems to focus on early on in her life when she married a rich old dude. It stars the evil girl from Cobra Kai. And what I mean by that is the, the girl who joins the show, I believe in season two and sort of becomes the foil to Samantha. Her name, the actress's name is Peyton list. Uh, I can't say her performance looks particularly compelling in this trailer. And it, also stars Tobin Bell as the man she marries. And I, this this trailer sort of confuses me more about Tobin Bell. He, to me, immediately elevates this material. I'm not saying he elevates this into a, a place where I want to see this, but it makes me wonder why Tobin Bell is not in more movies. Like, does he just have enough money that he doesn't care and he just takes the roles he wants? Is it because he's been typecast as a horror guy, so he's only in these kind of movies? Like, he, I don't know, he just ups the quality of this movie. Otherwise, it sort of looks like on the same level as Cobra Kai, but not as good. And when I say the same level, I mean same sort of production value and everything. I also question why this is the story they chose to tell about this woman. It seems like they could have gone about this story in a different way. It's almost like they saw all the movies about Ted Bundy that were being made, and they were like, oh, why don't we do a movie like the Zac Efron one, where Zac Efron played Ted Bundy, but we do it about the first female serial killer. Whereas the the, the Zac Efron one was actually somewhat interesting. This one does not look interesting at all. Tackle. Ugh, tackle. Yeah, Justin, this trailer confused me as well. It, at points, it felt like a Lifetime original. And then other times, it seemed like it was more competently shot. And I, I wasn't... I, 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 I hadn't even really put my finger on it until you said it. Yeah, the parts of the preview, the, the parts of her life that were showing, the, in, at least in the trailer, was was probably part of what was throwing me off. Um, I also... Like nothing, it seems like the daughter and, or the daughter, I'm assuming it's a daughter, and the serial killer, that relationship seems to be the the tension, right? The conflict. But very little about the father or the husband. Um, you know, it, it was just a couple of shots of him. And I I guess I would be more interested in that relationship, right? The, the manipulation, um, sort of a... I don't know, 
like a fatal attraction sort of thing, right? Um, that seemed like a, the more interesting plot line than like the like what is I guess what is the secret life of the serial killer? I don't know. Like I I don't know. It, the trailer confused me. I was unsure what the focus is or what the point is, other than look at this evil. So it's a tackle. Tackle. Final trailer. Spider-Man No Way From Home. Let's talk about it. Now, before I get to my rating... Oh, did I say No Way From Home? Did I say it wrong? (laughs) No. No, I don't know, but it's funny either way. I just said, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Because you know what's coming. Um, Look, before I get into my rating and everything... I am at some point in my life probably going to see this movie. I say probably because I can't guarantee it, which should probably give you a hint at what my rating is. But I did see uh, Far From Home, but I saw it on an airplane. So at some point, there's probably going to be a situation where I'm going to see this movie because it deals with the multiverse. And that's interesting to me. And I do like Spider-Man. This trailer, though. At the end of the last Spider-Man movie... J.K. Simmons came back as uh, J. Jonah Jameson, and he revealed that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. This movie starts with everybody knows that he is Spider-Man, including Zendaya. And William, my students taught me this week that her name is Zendaya, not Zendaya. I thought her name was Zendaya the whole time. It's Zendaya. Oh, man. Zendaya. Okay. Zendaya. So get it right. Uh, What gender is she? She's still a woman. For now. Okay. For now. Not in Spider-Man No Way From Home, I don't know what she is. But in, okay. in, in real life, she's a woman. Yeah, including her. But Peter Parker's world is chaos. And this is part of what confused me. Okay, wait, I have to ask you this question. All right. I don't understand why when he's in his Spider-Man suit, because they know he's Peter Parker, they can all crowd around him and mob him. Couldn't they have done that before they knew who was in the suit? Like, I don't understand. Like, why can he not get away? I I don't get it. I don't get why... Just because they know who's under the suit, that means they're all just going to crowd around him like that. Is it because he's a teenager and they feel less intimidated by him? Did you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he still has the same superpower, whether right. you know who he is or not. That visual is very confusing to me. Anyway, yeah. so he goes to Doctor Strange, which, okay, now we're bringing Doctor Strange into this. Uh, and he's like, make it so no one remembers me. And Doctor Strange makes it so no one remembers him. And then he's like, wait, no one? What about MJ and my friend Ned and my aunt? It's like, well, why did you say no one then? Like, can't we just fix the problem of this movie with simple communication before we do this spell that's going to change reality? Like, it seems what happens is while Doctor Strange is doing this spell to make people forget, Peter is talking, which makes the spell mess up. That's how I interpret that. But it's like, just talk. Talk to each other. This is a big time spell. Also, if you're the Sorcerer Supreme and you're in charge of protecting reality, maybe don't do things that destroy reality. Like, it just seems like all of these people are being incompetent. Then the reality seem to start breaking down. We have like an inception scene where Peter Parker jumps off of a building that sort of does like remember inception where the buildings went like backwards and upside down and things like that. Like it looks like they literally ripped the imagery out of inception. Then Doc Ock from Spider-Man two shows up. And I mean, Spider-Man two with Tobey Maguire. 
And that's the thing that everyone online is going, oh my God, it's Doc Op. Ock Op. Here's the thing, William. Mm. Out of all these things I've already said that annoy me about this trailer, the thing that annoys me most is it looks like Doc Ock comes to Peter's universe. To me, it would have been much more interesting if Peter got unstuck from reality, and I thought the name No Way Home implied this, and couldn't get back to his universe, and he was bouncing around the other, you know, he goes to Andrew Garfield's universe, he goes to Tobey Maguire's universe, and they have to help him get home. But instead, it seems like all the universes are going to collapse onto his. And to me, that's the least interesting way to do this. That's the least interesting way to tell this story. It just... Everything about this is like, this is the way you went with this. And that's how I, I, I feel in general about the Marvel Spider-Man, the, the MCU Spider-Man. When I think of Spider-Man, William, I think of the 90s cartoon. And maybe this is just because yeah. that's what I was raised on. But like when you go to Universal, they have that ride, the Spider-Man ride, which has that Spider-Man. That's what Spider-Man is to me. He's not what Toby looked uh, not. Um, sorry, he's not what Tom Holland is. Tom Holland, look, he's a good actor. I don't dislike Tom Holland, but this character they're doing with him and the way they're approaching this, this is not interesting to me. So, again, I'm going to see this at some point in my life because I'm curious. But as far as, is, do I think this is going to be a good movie? No. Tackle. Tackle. Uh, so, <clears throat> if anything, this makes me want to see Spider-Man 2. I mean, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man... Is probably the best we've seen on film. Um, what to so say? So it makes you want to see the original Spider-Man too, not yeah. Spider-Man Far yeah, From Home. Not Far From Home. I haven't even seen Far From Home. Um, I, I'm trying to think what else to add to what than what you've already said because I have this very same reaction. Why is the pattern in this Marvel whatever Marvel whatever phase we're in? A pattern of incompetence. Like, we, the conflict can only be due to the hero's incompetence, not due to value conflicts anymore. I guess with Civil War, that was the last value conflict between uh, our heroes. That's it. There's not, you know, there's no, there's no more stakes other than the universe is going to end because someone made a mistake. Well, I, I would don't... argue that that's what made Infinity War so good, is yeah. that... Uh, Thanos had a value he was fighting for and it opposed the value of the heroes. So uh, that's a value conflict right there. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why Infinity War was better than Endgame. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I, yeah, other than that, I, I think I, I completely agree. This doesn't look... I mean, there's some cool visuals and just like you said, maybe if it's on a plane, I might watch it just for the, the spectacle. But I don't... Is this going to be a catharsis-free Spider-Man? Probably. So, tackle. Tackle. The one sort of maybe interesting thing that could lead into more is did you see the part where Doctor Strange kicks him and he comes out of his body or whatever, it hits him and he, his body is separated from his soul? Yeah, yeah. So if they do more with that, maybe that could be interesting. This is a teaser, so maybe a later trailer will reveal more. But this was, you know, this trailer was so anticipated and then to me it was so disappointing. What did we learn this trip, William? Well, Justin, I, I, I learned that it seems like both of us have had the same conflict of uh, short-term versus long-term uh, in the last couple months. And uh, so, so I'm interested to see what, what decision you make. So what did you learn this trip, Justin? 
No pressure or anything, right? Yeah. Um, I learned that the audience is way too harsh on trailers. That's what I learned. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to hold the audience to the same standard. You have to uh, pick one. So if you if you tackled on all of them this week, let us know in the Discord which one you picked. Somebody said that. Hold on. Somebody did that. Let's see. I'm scrolling up here in the Discord because we have all these, like, the CDC with the, the thing about the teachers thing. Go look at that in the Discord, everyone. The GS, Bitsider GS said if he had to watch one, it, w- it might be Lady in the Lady of the Manor. Which, okay. All right. There we go. I want to thank you for listening to the show. As I always say, if it wasn't for you, this would just be me talking into a closet in a micro- into a microphone in the corner of my closet. I mean, it still is that, but you just make me feel a little bit less crazy, a little bit less crazy. If you want to support the show, you can do so in a number of ways. There's the midside.com slash store. You can pick up any T-shirts. You can buy my novel at themidside.com slash the cut. You can also support us on Patreon or Locals. Patreon is per episode. Locals is per month. That's themidside.com slash Patreon. Themidside.com slash Locals. That's how we keep the lights on. I just had to pay the hosting fee for the website for the year. That was paid for thanks to you supporters. Appreciate that. And as always, William, the best way to grow the show is to do what? Tell a friend. Somebody should just make the Telefriend Marketing Company. That's what they should just call it, the Telefriend Marketing Company. So, yeah, just get out there, Telefriend. Telefriend. This concludes your journey into the midside. I'm Justin Emosneski reminding you that if things get tough, take a step back and witness the farce. Have a 35-minute off hot dog. In a deep, deep sense of irony, before I even looked at the show notes last night, I pulled out of the deep freeze. I have a bunch of delicious meats from uh, ButcherBox, hashtag not a sponsor. I pulled out a bunch of the uh, hot dogs for grilling today at poker. So I'm going to be subtracting at least 35 to 70 minutes off my life later this afternoon. And and I, I, I today had a hot dog from Sam's Club for lunch. I would say I do that Damn. like maybe once a week. So am I losing two hours off my life every month? Do the math on that. I'll be dead at like 50, won't I? Wait, was it a foot long or did you have two? Why, why does that make a difference? It's 35 minutes per dog. Right. But I'm so assuming I'm saying, a foot long is twice as much. So that's why I'm asking. Oh, no, it's whatever the Sam's Club ones are. I don't think they're a foot long. But oh, I'm man. saying we, if we I need do to it divide once a week, by the inch, we need to divide by the inch. All right. This is getting too gay for me. I'm out. <laughs>